The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Kind of a light weekend for Utah State Athletics, but it was a busy weekend for high school basketball for the Utah Jazz. We'll recap all of that that happened. We'll give you an update on the latest NCAA net rankings. Big upsets in college basketball over the weekend. Some in the conference, some in the state implications on that and how that might affect at-large opportunities or what things might look like coming up here in the postseason for some of these different schools. So um, a lot of different things to get uh, caught up on here on a Monday. Uh, Ajay, did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, every, like, every time you ask me that, I don't remember what I did for the weekend. I can't even remember. Wasn't that long oh, ago? So no, well, you, you did go down to the jazz game, right? Or did you not go down to the jazz? I didn't game? go. I got ditched. I didn't. I, I didn't even get. So I, uh, I waited and received a message that uh, the individual was unable to go, and so I had left your show for no reason at all. That's nice. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be making up for those uh, my missed days here in the spring and summer. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to get back at you here. In the next yeah, I mean, you're going to go to the Kokomo's game for the second year in a row or Jamaica or freaking islands with your non-alcoholic lemonade with a lemon and a bendy straw. <laughs> that, that sounds very specific, RJ. Yes, it's because it's uh, yeah, it's usually what I picture my trips like, and then I end up like in Salt Lake with a <laughs> can of root beer in my hand. <laughs> uh, Eric, no, it was a good weekend. Uh, it was weird not to have anything on Saturday. That's something I'm not used to. Um, for as much as I'm involved with Utah State athletics, it was really weird to be at home all day and just be able to sit home and watch basketball, which is exactly what I did. Uh, and it was it was a great day of basketball. There's some great games from Kansas Baylor to um, to San Diego State UNLV to BYU Gonzaga. There were some great games on all day long, and it was just weird not to be a part of that basketball frenzy with a game of our own. But uh, they'll take care of that this week with uh, the final two. Imagine that, Eric, the final two regular season games of the year, and then we are done before the Mountain West Conference tournament. Is that a does it go by as fast for you as it? does for me the the basketball season yeah i mean it feels like just yesterday harold frey put 37 on us and montana state was this close to beating us at the spectrum see for me that feels like that was ancient history really yeah it, it, for me it feels like so much time has passed between that game like i've sometimes i sometimes forget that was even part of this season <laughs> really yeah <laughs> Just we're different that way. But but at the same time, like UNLV and Air Force feel like light years away. I mean, feel like forever ago. Like the Montana State game feels closer than the than UNLV and Air Force. It's really weird how it works. I asked Coach Smith about that um, in our last press conference. I said, "So does the season go by as fast for you as it does?" And he goes, "Yeah." Now, granted, he's coaching. He said that there's parts of the season like UNLV and Air Force. That I mean, he said January felt like forever of a month. But he says December just flew by. Now, December, they were traveling all over the dang Well, country. yeah, they were never, I never mean, home. I mean, they were here. They were there. They were in Florida. They were in Houston. They were in Jamaica. So, yeah, they. I mean, it felt like I mean, it went by fast. But then January kind of took its sweet time to get through. And now we're here in February, end of February, final week of February. And as I already mentioned, we are two games away from uh, putting a – Putting a staple on the folder of the 2019-20 regular season will get you ready for the Mountain West Conference tournament. Should be a dandy. Uh, there's a there's a lot of who knows what's going to happen going on like that, and that Mountain West tournament could be incredibly open. Uh, we'll get into that, but oh, anything could happen 
in Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center in about a week, Eric. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now, uh, one of those things, as you mentioned, really exciting game in the Mountain West. Uh, UNLV, suddenly that, that loss at UNLV may not look quite as bad for Utah State. Um, the loss against Air Force looks even worse. But uh, UNLV played San Diego State tough uh, earlier in the year, and then they went up and uh, man, they, they just outplayed San Diego State. It was a close game. They almost gave it away. But here's how it, uh, how it concluded on, uh, on Saturday. Ball being thrown all the way to the backcourt. Tipped up. Hamilton Mitchell. Mitchell with time running out. Shoots from midcourt. And he missed it. And the Rebels win. The Rebels win. They defeat San Diego State here at Viejas. It is for the Rebels a victory over the highest ranked team in a road game since they beat number two Arkansas in 1991. What a performance by this running Rebel team as they defeat San Diego State by a final score of 66 to 63. What a battle. By the way, I got to admit, when Mitchell let that go, there is that like small part of me thinking that was going to go in. Because <laughs> <laughs> he actually kind of he got a clean look at it. He really did. Uh, and as you see the ball go up, you're like, is that thing straight on? And... Um, yeah, how about that? How about that? San Diego State has their 26 uh, home game winning streak snapped to, out of all the teams, Eric, it's UNLV who gets them. You know, it, it's crazy. One of the Achilles heels for San Diego State for me, and this is my opinion, please give me yours, uh, is there is in the Mount West Conference Tournament, and especially in the NCAA Tournament, athleticism will match them position for position. Guards, forwards, centers. There will be athleticism that can meet them at the rim, that can guard them on the perimeter. And if that happens and they start playing hero ball, which, by the way, that happened versus UNLV, they had way too many one-and-done possessions, way too many bad shot selections there in the second half. Uh, to you know, I mean, they, they still got it from 14-1 to 1 in that deficit, but at the same time, they probably would have won that game if they would have just play more team basketball, but that's what Nevada did last year and it got them into trouble is, is playing one-on-one on, one on one basketball. And if San Diego State faces that similar issue of athleticism that can meet them in every position, they're in trouble, especially in the Mount West Conference Tournament. Yeah, we, we had wondered out loud if San Diego State could sustain a, a perfect season and if it make, might make some sense if they get one loss out of the way before they get into the NCAA Tournament. We were kind of hopeful that that one loss, one loss might come at the hands of Utah State yeah. Aggies in the tournament, but they uh, it happened earlier, uh, and they, but what they did show is that they are vulnerable to a certain style. Can other teams in the Mountain West implement that same style that UNLV did? That's what I don't know, um, but this is a uh, I think that San Diego State's going to be dialed in for the rest of the year uh, and, and focused, but they have shown some cracks in their armor here. Now it shows other teams, hey, look, we can we can compete with these guys. We can go up against these guys. Um, so, and the other thing too is it might move them out of being a number one seed, which if they're a number two seed when it all is said and done, there's some strong likelihood that they would be placed in Los Angeles rather than going up in the upper northeast corner of the country. So it would be really advantageous for them. Well, here's the interesting thing is, is can can we talk the Lunardi bracket really quickly? I know sure. Lunardi for some reason is like the exemplary of brackets for all brackets. It's kind whatever of a case is the reason. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting what that loss did. Um, according to Joe Lunardi, he has San Diego State as a one seed, but Eric in Sacramento – and then, by the way, now who goes to the East? They actually switch places with Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga would be at... They have them in Spokane. Yeah, they have them in Spokane, Washington. A still has a one seed. Um, but then they, but as you said, they still have San Diego State in the East of uh, when it comes to push and shove, which, by the way, that means they would meet Duke. If they get that far, they still have to meet Duke in New York. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, is 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 it fair to still keep San Diego State as a one seed? Should Gonzaga still be a one seed? 
Well, San Diego State did drop to fifth. Gonzaga is still a top five team, a top four team. They really didn't move very much. Not not a lot of the teams that lost on Saturday really moved a whole lot. No. I mean, Baylor lost to Kansas, and Baylor's still one seed, and they're playing in Omaha. Well, that was a number three losing, beating a number one. So it's not like it's that big of a deal, a big of a shift. But San Diego State losing to an unranked UNLV, I'm surprised they didn't drop more than they did. I'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts, if I can really do this quickly. 435-339-0321. Would you rather be... An 11 seed playing in St. Louis versus Wichita State, or would you rather be a 12 seed in a playing game in Dayton, Ohio, to get you a 12-5 matchup? For some reason, Eric, and it's it, I, I got to look up the numbers because I haven't looked at the metric ratings on this yet. But an 11, a 12-5 seeded game, you being the 12 seed versus the 5 seed, is a much more favorable matchup than an 11-6 game. It's, isn't it quirky? It's crazy. Isn't it weird? And I, I, again, I gotta look up the numbers. I'd love to hear the listeners' thoughts. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. You can text in. What would you rather be? A twelve twelve playing game in Dayton, Ohio, to get to a five seed matchup on Thursday. So you play, have a day off for travel, then play Thursday, or just jump into St. Louis and play as an eleven seed. And according to Joe Lenardi, you're playing. Who is it again? Iowa. Iowa. Which I don't like that matchup versus Iowa. Iowa. Iowa's got some great players. Please don't. And by the way, your second round game, if you get to a second round game, is versus that evil devil Creighton team who loves to play run and gun and shoot threes all over the place, which Utah State definitely doesn't match up well against. I mean, personally, in my opinion, based on the what you just laid out there, I would probably rather see Utah State in that uh, game on Thursday. It gives them more time to. Uh, Prepare, it gives them more time to rest and get ready for the NCAA tournament. If you're going from your last game, uh, it would, assuming that they get to the conference tournament championship, you play on a Saturday afternoon, then you have to turn around and fly to Dayton, Ohio, That's play true. on a Tuesday a night, point. then you have to get on another plane and fly to somewhere else to play on a Thursday. Uh, that's just not a lot of time to heal, recuperate, recover, and prepare. 3486 text in. He says he'd rather be an 11 seed as well. So he's he agrees with you on that. He'd rather be an 11 seed. The thing is, is like when I look at all the 11 seed, 6 seed games, here's your 6 seeded matchups, or here's your 6 seeded teams so far Iowa, Ohio State, uh, Arizona, BYU. That's that's it. Well, I mean, you know, the 11 a, seeds? Sorry, that are six-seeded teams, according to Lenardi. Okay, so if you're an 11 seed, those are the, your potential... Those would be... Yeah, who do you want? Do you want BYU? Do you want Arizona? Do you want Iowa or Ohio State? Here's your fifth-seeded teams. Michigan, West Virginia, Colorado, and Michigan State. I'd love to match up with Colorado. Love, love to match up, especially in Sacramento. Give me Colorado and Sacramento. We're winning that game, and we're playing either Auburn or Stephen F. Austin which that's a dangerous matchup for Auburn. Stephen F. Austin can get you. Or, I mean, and then, or you're either getting Michigan State with Tom Izzo. Uh, if 3 or excuse me, 3486 continues, give us Ohio State to beat in the first round again. That's right. That's a good point. 2001 all over again, right? Tony Brown and the uh, 20 pump fake Rex City league shot, as according to Coach Morales, he calls it. Hey, uh, uh, just got a reminder, the conference tournament is earlier than Yeah, now. that's the other thing. So that's right. Don't forget, this is the scary thing. If Utah State gets to that conference championship and loses to maybe, say, a UNLV team who beats San Diego State, if you lose to UNLV in the championship game, but you've won out since then, you have to sweat it out for a full week because we'll be completing our conference tournament while the rest of the country is completing their regular season because there's a convention at the Thomas Mack Center the following week. So Mountain West basketball, the tournament got pushed up one week. Um, that's a great point on the text message you got. That's a great point. It's, it's, it's right. True. It, it, and so you're sweating it out for a whole week now. The, the, the rest and recuperate and recover part of it is pretty much a non-factor. Yeah, I, we're I, discussing whether or not an 11 seed or a 12 seed. Yeah, but the opportunity to prepare is still an issue because you don't know until Sunday. Yeah, you still have late no afternoon. 
if you're in or not, and then if you are, who you're going to play, where you're going to play. So, personally, I would take the extra days to prepare than hope for the favorable matchup because mm. it's just one more chance of, of losing uh, if you just play on that Tuesday. Um, but uh, Utah State could sneak up on somebody, give you more more time to prepare and get ready to be an upset team. So I, I'd still prefer the 11 playing on a Thursday or, or a Friday rather than doing the uh, play-in game on a Tuesday. Yeah, I just, man, those six-seeded teams are are scary as all get out. I, I'm i terrified. i got to be honest. I'm terrified of BYU. Scared the death of Arizona. Ohio State is Ohio State, and Iowa, of course, is is probably equal to Ohio State, to say the least. Um, And and another question for you guys. Would you rather play, if you had the choice, I mean, there's St. Louis. I, I'd like to avoid Albany, New York, if at all possible. But St. Louis, uh, Greensboro, if you had to end up there, that's a lot. That's across the country. I like, and I'll, because you want good fan travel, right? For NCAA tournament game. We, and, and the Aggie fans last year were incredible going all the way to Ohio to, uh, or Columbus, right? Columbus, Is that where we're at? Yeah. Uh, being, being there, Eric, it was four to one ratio Aggie fans by a mile. The so, support was awesome. Uh, bracket matrix, which looks at everybody who tries to put together their own bracket to project it. So they're looking at dozens of different websites, and then it averages them all out. And it had Utah State as an 11 seed. That seems to be the prevailing notion that Utah State would be an 11 seed. There are a few exceptions to that. Some have them at 12. Some there Utah State does not appear in everybody's brackets yet. Uh, there are about uh, eight, I think, different brackets. Of the 96 total that it, it, it looks at, uh, there were, I think, eight that did not list Utah State as an NCAA tournament team. Uh, there were a number of 12 seeds out there. There were a few isolated nine seeds. And one of those is on CBS Sports from Jerry Palm. And he has Utah State as a nine seed going up against Arizona State in Spokane. Wait, as a nine seed? As a nine seed. Who did they play? That those nine eight games scare me too. Arizona State. Oh, that's a win. I like that matchup. Yeah, Bobby Hurley. I, I think the Aggie fans could travel there. Coaches too. Bobby Hurley versus Craig Smith. They faced each other already before. They played each other last year. And Arizona State got him pretty good, didn't they? I know it was early in the year. Um, if I remember right, Arizona State got them, and I think I don't know if it was close. I think it was close. Oh, that's right, because that Dork half- guy just got hot. Yeah, and right. Could not stop. Him. And then and they shut down Amish Keta for the most part in that latter half. Uh, but yeah, but look, it's a different basketball team this year. They got a few more weapons in Utah State. Alfonso Anderson. I think Justin Bean has grown a lot. Um, I think Emil Porter's grown a lot. I I feel like Utah State would match up great with uh, Arizona State and in Spokane. I'd love that. Oh, give me that matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Give me that in Spokane too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the well, it wasn't a blowout. It was uh, eighty-seven to eighty-two. He's played Arizona State. Arizona State won eighty-seven to eighty-two. They had a tough schedule last year too. Like Houston was good. BYU was, and they were at BYU by the way at the Marriott Center. Mm-hmm. Arizona State, and yeah, they had some good ma- St. Mary's. St. Mary's, and they blew out St. Mary's by twenty. Yeah, their their schedule last year was great. This uh, this year's is pretty good too. And in fact, some of the teams that you look at it, that they've lost to St. Mary's, BYU, Florida, LSU, um, I, are all actually all here in the NCAA tournament. They're all in. St. Mary's is playing Florida, by the way, according to Lunardi, in Sacramento. Oh, how unfair would that be? Florida's got to come across the country, play St. Mary's in like St. Mary's neighborhood backyard. That's 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 not fair for Florida, <laughs> uh, but that that's a nine eight matchup right there. Uh, he has LSU in an eight nine game in Spokane versus the Rutgers. That's an that's an automatic win. But then you have to play Gonzaga in round two, and then of course BYU. What they've done, um, yeah, a lot of great. It's a tough schedule this year, and they've been. Hopefully, they'll be rewarded for it if they get to the conference championship game. Nine three one five just texted, and he said, "I think a nine seed." Would be great, and I don't mind the 11 seed. 
I like that 9-3-1-5. A 9 seed would be great, but he doesn't mind the 11 seed. Which is a more... Is, is a 9-8 similar to an 11-6 matchup? Like, I mean, it's like a 50-50. Uh, on, honestly, I'd prefer the 11. Really? Because if you win the next round, if you're in an 8-9 seed, guess who you get the next round? The, a number one team. You get a number one team, right? Yeah. Because isn't that what... Oh, I guess they wouldn't... They would have played North Carolina in the second round last year, huh? That's right. North Carolina was sitting there waiting for us. So I'd rather be an 11. Yeah, an 11-6 get you a 3-14 matchup. I think a 9 seed is very generous. Unless Utah State knocks off San Diego State in the championship game, that 10-12 is where Utah State's going to end up. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that. You well, just have to consider all the, the losses that they have. They had that bad road loss at Air Force. That's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Um, and just how they've kind of struggled on the road away from Utah State. So that's the the. I don't think the committee is going to smile on that very much. It, it helps that teams like LSU and Florida are doing well. That they played tough teams like BYU and St. Mary's, who are doing well. But those that loss on the road at Boise State is a killer. The loss to the UNLV loss and Air, or Air Force. UNLV maybe not as bad anymore, them, but that loss at Air Force. Yeah, is just, ugh, that hurts. Disgusting. Oh, uh, I, I got to ask you, by the way, you can all text into our show, 435-339-0321. And I, I just I have to ask you, how far can BYU go? In the NCAA? Because they're in the NCAA tournament. They're a lock now. Yeah, they're a lock. They're an absolute lock. It doesn't matter what they do. Honestly, I mean, I think it depends on matchups, but with the the great outside shooting that they've exhibited, with a great post presence, uh, that's that's a recipe to have a, a run in the NCAA tournament. That team's a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight tur- tournament team. With I, I, they're just so good. The only thing about them is they've got shooters, yeah. but I don't know if they've got necessarily like a small forward slash guard. That can just break a team down and attack the rim. What is Zach Celius? Is he what is he? Is he a small forward? Kind of plays that hybrid a little bit. I he's athletic and he's physical too. Him and Yoli on the court together, it's just a dangerous combo. Like Gonzaga couldn't handle it for whatever reason, couldn't handle it. I thought Celius was awesome on Saturday night. That BYU team is a sweet sixteen elite eight team. And if you look at the bracket where they would have them now as an 11-6 team, you then get the winner of Louisville, UC Irvine, which would be a dandy, but I still like BYU. Then from there, you would take on, if I'm looking at this right, yeah, you'd get Butler, Indiana, Dayton, or South Dakota State. And those are all teams that, he has Dayton as a two-seed. I think BYU could beat Dayton by double digits. Ooh, I don't know. Dayton's, Dayton's pretty fun to watch. They've got so is BYU got some great playmakers. Look, as much as we do not like BYU and we do not like BYU, that's a that's a really good basketball team. I tweeted that out after they had lost after Utah State fell to them at the Vivian Small Marine in the BF Classic, sixty eight sixty three. But I like I still think the makeup of BYU's team is really really good. I think they I think they take Dayton and probably find themselves in what I think it's the Elite Eight. Then from there on. It's incredible. I they've got some serious talent, and they've. I think they're going to make a good run at it. Not a Final Four team, but a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight team. Wow. But I've been wrong before, <laughs> numerous <laughs> times, according to our according to our listeners, numerous times. Hey, by the way, can I really quickly just thank our listeners for Friday? That was so awesome for them to just you know be a part of the conversation. Uh, of our Friday Five Best. Oh yeah, those, that was great, man. Those have been fun. And you know what? It was it's fun how it continues all the week. You get by the by the sports world too. That was great. You warned me I was, was going to so come. Happy. Um, I when I saw Nate Harris on the list, I was like, oh shoot, oh fetch, here it comes. And it was crazy. A lot of people, Eric, had Nate Harris as their top guy. There was there was quite a few people responding. Where is Nate Harris? Why isn't Nate Harris number one? Really, really, and they had great data to back it up. Really good data to back it up. Well, and they were uh, so Nate Harris, uh, Grant, and Estes. Those are the ones all weekend long. How are you? How are you leaving these guys off? They 
Estes and Grant didn't fit my criteria as a big man. Okay, so do we so need we to left do a that top- kind of loose definition, uh, uh, and so it's up to interpretation. Wait a minute, time out. Do we need to do a top five tweener list then? Like in between a guard and in between us big men? And just put Greg Grant and Wayne Estes on that list with Nate Harris? Is that what you want to do? Because we can do that if you want to do a top five tweener list. Because by the way, Wayne Estes belongs on that list. Greg Grant probably belongs on that list, and shame on me. Nate Harris, according to many of our awesome, loyal Aggie listener fans, think he belongs on that list. I don't. On tweeners or big men? No, big men. I still think Grace is a big man. I think Greg Grant's a big man. Big men definition in eight and sixty-seven or seventy-five is different from what it is now, but it's still a big man. I get that. That's true. I mean, you didn't have seven seven foot centers aplenty. Yeah, back then. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, it you was had just, guards on the court that were five ten. Yeah, quite regularly. Anyways, I just wanted to thank our listeners for uh, for popping on the conversation. That was great. Um, one of them was Nate Harris's brother, who was uh, not thrilled with our selection, and who uh, who let us brother have it. or brother in law. Brother, was it his brother? I don't remember. Pretty sure, yeah. It's uh, it was seven five four one. He said Nate's my brother. That was a fun oh, okay. segment. Yeah, I would have went Estes, and his, by the way, was really good. I love 7541's list. Estes at 1, Spencer at 2, Nate Harris at 3, Wesley at 4, and he has Penninger at 5. Desmond. Yeah, that's true. That was another name that was uh, that cropped up quite a bit over the weekend. Uh, I kind of have a feeling, AJ, that we should announce what our five best are going to be earlier and get the feedback it's just in case you miss up. somebody. No, no, because it's, <laughs> it, it's it's fun in involving people. In yeah, this. yeah, no, it's it's been great. So I'm thinking, Eric, this is okay. Off the cuff, producing on live right now. This Friday, our all time top five starting lineup. What does it look like for the Aggies? All time top five starting lineup. You got one team to take. You threw a regular season, preseason, and NCAA so tournament. Basically, best players at position. Yeah. You got to give me a guard. I mean, you can you can line it up. Give me your lineup however you want. Because you can be guard heavy you, or yeah, you can be you can forward be guard heavy. heavy. Heck, you can go Carroll, JC, Bernard Rock, uh, Marcus Saxon, a four or five guys if you want. I don't care. Give me your top or your best five starting lineup all time in Eggy men's basketball history. That should be our bet top Ooh, five I this like week. That. To cap off the regular season and cap off our Aggie Legends series. You in? I like that. Listeners, if you're in, please tell me that's a good idea. If not, then tell me I'm dumb. Can I Can I still tell no! you you're dumb? I think it's a good idea, but I still want to say that you're dumb. No, because that's, that? that's the listener's job. Oh, okay. But I just listened to every you word that came out You pay me a little mouth. bit more money and then you can tell me you're dumb. I'm I just dumb. heard everything you just you said. You can pay me a little bit more money and tell me I'm dumb. But these listeners deserve <laughs> that bill voice their opinion one way or another. 435-339-0321. Top five starting lineup in Aggie Men's Basketball History. Best five. Tell me if that's a good idea or not. I like it. Because it's my idea. <laughs> hey, coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It was a busy weekend for high school basketball. Uh, what are the current standings? Who advanced? Who's done for Region uh, 11 teams? Well, for the boys and the girls. Utah Jazz were in action over the weekend, or were they? Uh, they're back at it again tonight. And uh, can they stop their slide? And uh, we're continuing to look at some of the big games that happened over the weekend. NCAA net rankings are out. We'll update you on the current standings in the Mountain West. All that's ahead coming up here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. The rebound to Gilder with two and one, floats and misses, and it is indeed over! And here come the fans! They're storming the floor at the Your final score, 91 to 78. The Cougs have won it.
That was for you, RJ. That's he's a good guy. Uh, he, no, he does a hell of a job. He, he's a good play-by-play guy. Uh, Greg Rebell called me uh, BYU Gonzaga game. BYU gets the win over Gonzaga. Uh, to, to not a lot of people's surprise, by the way. Like I, I saw BYU winning this basketball game at home, senior night, packed house. It's just like every. I mean, every great team's got to go through that kind of an atmosphere. Some can get out of there with a win. Some can't handle the atmosphere and. The, I mean, Gonzaga made a lot of just really weird mistakes uh, and kind of fell to the pressure of BYU's defense and, and couldn't stop their offense for the life of them. And so, a uh, great win for uh, for BYU, a big win. In fact, it actually makes Utah State look really good, too, in the making. Uh, Brian Dutcher uh, talked a little bit about San Diego State's loss afterwards mm. after they lose to uh, UNLV in San Diego, which is surprising. But those two teams played each other really tough in both of their games. But uh, here's some of his top thoughts about the loss and their, their first loss of the season. You have to use this moment to uh, find a way to get better. And that's what I always say about Aztec basketball. We get better as the season goes on. So we'll learn lessons in defeat. We'll come back tomorrow. And I told him the other good news about basketball is we play again right away. We play on Tuesday. So we're not going to sit here and dwell on this. We're going to uh, pick a few things up in tape that we think we need to do better and come out and have a better performance, hopefully, on senior night. And uh, gave a lot of credit to UNLV for what they were able to do. UNLV did a good job. They played a really good first half. They got off and run, and they shot 57% from the field, almost 50% from three, and uh, create a big enough lead where they got comfortable. They almost gave it away, though. I mean, they had that double-digit lead in the second half, and San Diego State started chipping away at it, almost got it uh, in all in their favor, but uh, UNLV able to hold on and get the big upset. Uh, so the rankings came out today, and San Diego State slips from four to five. Not really a big drop at all. They're number five in both the AP and the coaches. Um, no other Mountain West team is is in the top 25, though Utah State did receive one extra vote in the AP, so they have nine votes in the AP. They are not getting recognized in the coaches' poll as of yet. Um, but uh, one last week of the regular season, but uh, right now it's still a very, very tight race in the Mountain West. San Diego State, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, uh, they get uh, the, the, the trophy presentation, They regular season champions, and then they lose that game at home, kind of kind of puts a sour taste on it. But they're still the number one team. Uh, Utah State is four games behind, but so is Nevada. They're right there neck and neck with the Aggies. But Utah State has a tiebreaker, so they are the number two team in the standings. Boise State only a half a game behind Utah State in Nevada. And then Colorado State and UNLV are tied at uh, just one game behind Utah State. So there are five teams separated by one game, AJ, An incredibly tight race down the stretch here in the Mountain West. Okay, so I need you to do me a favor, Eric. Will you go to the Mountain West Conference schedule for the remainder of this, or for this week? Yep. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Okay, so Jane Johnson, I want to give give credit where credit's due. Jane Johnson looked at the 2020 Mountain West Conference men's basketball tournament bracket, and it's put together... As if, Eric, the favorites would win, the favorites would win uh, this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday, if that's whatever the case is. So what are our matchups Tuesday, Wednesday? The okay, so half? Tuesday, Nevada's at Wyoming. Nevada wins in a runaway, right? Yes. Okay. Colorado State at San Diego State. San Diego State. I would pick San Diego State okay. to win that one. That's a 9 o'clock tip-off on CBS Sports Network. Blech. And then USU-San Jose. And USU gets the win. USU should get the win. Okay. So Colorado State drops the notch. Okay. Um, in, in that scenario. On Wednesday, you've got New Mexico at Air Force. I don't know who's going to win that game. <laughs> I don't know. If my life You're was looking. on the line, I don't know who I would pick. The look on your face was like, I don't know who you want me to say. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, Doesn't matter any, for the standings, It wouldn't matter? Really. Okay, so it wouldn't affect it one way. Because I, I would say pick one for standing-wise. If it doesn't affect the standings, if it's not going to move a team up or down on New it. Mexico is 6-10. and 10, Air Force is 4-12 and 12 in conference play. Okay, so it ain't going to matter. So then. it's not – if anything, 
uh, Fresno State might move ahead of New Mexico in the standings. So okay. they are really close to each other, just a half game between those. So two. we'll say Air Force wins at New Mexico just for kicks and giggles. Okay. So Air Force doesn't really change their position, but New no. Mexico could drop. Bingo. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's another game Wednesday night. That's Boise State. At UNLV. Oh, son of a gun. 9 uh, o'clock on CBS Sports Network. We're taking UNLV. Is that right? I, I mean. I'm inclined to probably take UNLV. This is their first game since that big win at San Diego. They're playing some really good basketball right now. They've won three in a row. Boise State, still a really good team. That's a great matchup. Great, great matchup because those two teams are right. I mean, just half a game separates yeah. the two of them. Sure. Okay, so so we'll take. I mean, I'm going to take UNLV and say they beat Boise State at home. If it's at Boise State, I'm taking right. Boise State. I, I'm with you. I we're just going to go take home. the home team. We're at Thompson Mac. I'm going UNLV. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thursday. No games on Thursday. No games on Friday. And then to wrap it up on uh, on Saturday, Air Force is at Colorado State. Colorado State. UNLV at San Jose. UNLV. UNLV. But you don't watch it, dude. Just watch. Air Force is going to find a way to get a win. And so, and San Jose State, just for kicks and giggles and the mind boggle everybody's brains, they're going to go and beat somebody. That's just how it is. Wyoming at Fresno State. Yeah, Fresno State. San Diego State's at Nevada. (laughs) uh, Player of the year competition there. Harris and Flynn, whoever wins. Interesting. Could uh, Could be a good battle. Yeah. That, that's going to be one to watch out for. And then Utah State at New Mexico. Is that an 8 o'clock game our time, by yes. the way? Is it? Okay. Yeah, 8 o'clock CBS Sports Network. And are you taking Utah State in that game? I am. Okay, as am I. So with the favorites there, uh, Jane Johnson put out this bracket on, on Twitter. This is great. Uh, if the favorites were to win out, Fresno State in the first round would play on Wednesday, and they'd be an 8 seed facing Air Force, who's a 9 seed. 7th seed New Mexico on Wednesday would face 10th seeded San Jose State, which means Colorado State, who's a 6th seed, would get 11 Wyoming. And then do you have Thursdays by chance? Yeah, Thursday. So San Diego State plays the winner of that first round game number one. That's 8 versus 9. Oh. If you're San Diego State, who do you want? Air Force or Fresno? Air Force. Okay. I, I was being sincere because I really didn't know if you, I mean, if. Air Force could be that big of a problem or not. I just think Fresno's maybe a slightly better team. Okay. Overall. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, and then the uh the, the next game would be the winner, uh or would be the number excuse me, the number four seed versus the number five seed. Oh, this would be a dandy. UNLV and Boise State. I just it's a it's a rematch a, of the game yeah, that earlier just, just, just happened. I mean, put it in my veins. Let's do it. Uh, that means that Utah State, as the two-seed, Eric, would get the winner of New Mexico and San Jose State, while the winner of Colorado State and Wyoming plays Nevada. So let me ask you and our listeners, I want to make sure I have all of our listeners in this, 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. Eric, would you rather have the winner of New Mexico, San Jose State, or the winner of Colorado State, Wyoming? I'd probably say New Mexico. I'd say Colorado State. Dude, I, I'm, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, over, I'm maybe I'm looking into it too much. But I just feel like San Jose State, if they get through New Mexico, which don't put it out of reach that they couldn't, they're just going to, I mean, they're going to lose to Utah State, but they're going to give them problems just because they want to. Just because it's like, you know what? We're not even supposed to be here. We're supposed to lose guys by 20. Let's just let it all fly. It, I just, the Lobos have taken a nosedive. Oh my gosh! Yeah, their their oh program gosh. is in a tailspin. Yeah, uh, there's serious doubts about the coach there even coming back. Yeah, his long term viability. Um, they've got issues off the court. <laughs> they've lost four in a row. Um, so uh, yeah, Utah State hasn't faced them yet, so we haven't seen the matchups one on one. But we have seen Colorado State. I mean, Utah State has played well against them, but man, they've been those have been some tough games. And I worry about playing a good team three times and being able to beat them three times. Who did they do that to last year? In the in the tournament, was a fr- no. They lost to Fresno State once. Who was it? Was it New Mex? 
Mexico? Because they played Fresno State and San Diego, San Diego State. Was it New Mexico they beat three times last year? I can't, I can't remember if they beat New Mexico three times because they, they lost to San Diego State once. They lost to Fresno State once, but beat them in the tournament. Had it been New Mexico? Uh, anyway, that's near here or there. But Utah State, then, if they were to get New Mexico or San Jose State and then win, you get to take the scraps of Nevada and, say, Colorado State. So you should be in the championship game because UNLV and San Diego State are going to slug it out there in the semifinal which we are more than happy to let happen. I love that UNLV is on the other side of the bracket. We just need to keep it that way. Yeah. Please, for the love of all that is good, Mount West Conference gods, do not let UNLV touch our bracket. Right, because if Utah State wins their game on that Thursday, and they would play the winner of... Nevada, Colorado State, or Wyoming, which I'm assuming Nevada, Colorado State. They, well, see, Utah State is the two seed. They play the winner of the first round game too, which is number seven versus number ten. New Mexico, San Jose State. Okay, so they get past. Oh, you're them. talking about Thursday's game. I'm sorry, right? Eric. So if they I get past them, then they go to Friday and they'll play the winner of Nevada, Colorado State, or Wyoming. Which I'm saying, the number four seed versus number five seed. Whomever wins that one. You mean three six? Are you are you talking about Friday? Yeah. It'd be, oh, sorry. It'd be right. three six. Right. My bad. So. Here's my question now. If it's Nevada, Colorado State, who do you want? Nevada or Colorado State? Colorado State. Me too. Is that crazy to say? I, I just think Nevada's playing really good basketball. UNLV's playing really good basketball. And if you can avoid San Diego State to the championship, that's ideal. Yeah. Boise State could be that Boise State UNLV game, if it comes to that again in a four or five matchup, like UNLV's gonna be dragging themselves into Friday night's game versus San Diego State. Not totally ideal when San Diego State's got Fresno State and Air Force. But, yeah, and here's another, I mean, this is a dumb, dumb, dumb question. Do you purposely drop a game to give yourself advantage in the Mount West Conference Tournament? So if you're UNLV, or excuse me, if you're Boise State, right, and you're like, I don't want to see UNLV in the first round, I'd rather see Nevada. Do you drop a couple of games to get to, like, the sixth seed? And say, you know what, we'll take no, you know what, we'll beat Nevada, or we'll beat Wyoming on Wednesday by 30, and then we'll play Nevada in a bye game. Because UNLV's got a bye going into that quarterfinal matchup too with you. I mean, it, it sounds crazy. It, it but sounds I'm just crazy, saying. but I, I don't think it would happen because I think these teams are still playing for postseason opportunities. Yeah, like sure. NIT and other tournaments. Sure, yeah. And so if you can get above that 20-win mark for some of these schools, that's doable. UNLV, it's not. But um, I think that uh, if you can still try to get into that above the 20 wins, then you're a little more of an attractive opportunity to go play in another tournament and have more games to play. I think for UNLV, it's all on the line. They have to win the tournament. Mm -hmm. And they're boy, the way they're playing right now, they're capable. Yeah. <laughs> they just got yeah, a big shot absolutely. of confidence. I man, I'm glad Utah State doesn't play UNLV this week. So, are we still on the notion that Utah State has to get to the championship game to to have a shot at the NCAA tournament? Assuming they win out this week, take care of business. Do they need to get to the conference championship game still? Because here's my worry: that if UNLV does beat San Diego State and it's UNLV and Utah State, they aren't taking three teams into that baby. There's no way of 64. Mm, good point. They'll take two. And so whoever wins that, despite how good Utah State's schedule was out of conference, good point. they're going to say, no, thank you. We'll take UNLV. We'll take San Diego State. Have a great night. What if San Diego State is not in the championship game and Utah State does not win that championship exactly. game? Are the Aggies in? I think they're a number one seed in the NIT. They're a number one seed in the NIT, which is great. That's wonderful. But they're not in the big dance. Ooh. I think you're right. I think they need to be in the championship game versus San Diego State. And if San Diego's not San Diego State is not there, they have to they have win. to win it. Yes. I uh, well it's nice to see the bracket matrix and Joe Lunardi and Jerry Palm. <laughs> they're just trying to project. There's still a couple of weeks of yeah, basketball. They're here. not yeah. We're still three weeks away. Oh, yuck. Hey, what is 
not that far away, is the this, this, what's going to happen to decide the championship for 4A basketball for girls and boys. Girls uh, played on Saturday in the second round. Boys on Friday. We'll update you on who played and uh, who won, who's advancing, what the schedule looks like. It's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Hey, by the way, Sam Merrill. I guess this was technically he posted this yesterday. This was last night. I know it's a late night, midweek game, but us seniors would sure love to see a packed spectrum one last time. Be there. Tomorrow night it is a late night. It's a 9 o'clock tip-off. That is incredibly stupid to have a midweek game <laughs> that late, but you know what? Can't Got the TV partners you have. You have to do with what you got. So uh, let's hope it's a good crowd. But he's right. He's right. Uh, Sam Merrill, Diego Brito, uh, Roche, Group Bomb, and uh, Abel Porter will all be completing their Aggie careers as uh, as Utah State Aggie basketball players. So um, what? What's that look for? Uh, Abel Porter's a senior. He's nope, but he's done. Yep, he's done after the year's over. Is this news? Not really. It sounds like news. This has been all over Twitter, man. So because it's on the Twitter, then it's <laughs> verified. Yeah. A- able to able will have his master's degree, and he's going to be moving on with life. Well, either way, you know what? If it's too late for you, show up. Be there for the first part of the game. and But when the Aggies really start to pull away, then you can leave. But... <laughs> But at least be there for the be there for the yeah the, the introduction for the ceremony cheer on the seniors and then if you got bedtime get going yeah something like that yeah um, boys and girls basketball region eleven uh, well represented in uh, the four eight basketball tournament and uh, the boys uh, we had some interesting games over the weekend on Friday night. Uh, uh, Logan and Skyview. Skyview phew, took care of business. So good. Um, Bear River went down on the road, took on Hurricane. Uh, couldn't quite hang with, with Hurricane, so they come home empty-handed. Uh, Green Canyon on the road, picking up an upset victory at Stansbury. Yeah, I thought Green Canyon would be able to do that. I didn't think they, they would be losing at Stansbury. Uh, I just, they, they have too good of a team to be losing there. So now they... Uh... You know, they actually have a good-looking bracket. I think it's a favorite. I mean, now they got to play Dixie, right? Yeah, Dixie's not a bad team. Uh, but I think I think Green Canyon can beat Dixie. I really do. I think Green Canyon can take down Dixie. And then the other game on Friday was Ridgeline-Cedar Valley, and Ridgeline was just in total domination. Control. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody today, uh, and they, they brought up a really great point about their uh, their head coach. Is it, who, is it Ryan Day? Who's their head coach? This is sad. Ridgeline boys basketball, big guy. Okay, well Glasses. that's that's not going to work. Can't remember uh, his name all of a sudden. Uh, but uh, you know he brought up some injury. He said, you know what? He's the only coach in the region who will make adjustments matchup to matchup, game to game, because that's what he did against Coach Hilliard. They went to Skyview, hung with him for a little bit. Skyview pulled away, went back to Ridgeline, and their coach made the proper adjustments matchup wise that gave Skyview trouble. And he says that's why Ridgeline's a good basketball team. I like Ridgeline's chances to get into the state championship. Really like him a lot. I do too. I think they, and I think they have a favorable bracket. Uh, I think that it's a young team. They were they were aggressive defensively. Uh, they, I went to I saw a good portion of that game mm-hmm. Friday night, mm-hmm. hitting lots of outside shots. A lot of different guys getting involved. Um, so yeah, that's a really good basketball team for the girls. The way that it played out on a Saturday afternoon for most of these. Uh, Ridgeline taking care of Canyon View, fifty-three to thirty-five. Um, and then it was um, uh, Logan getting past Skyview, fifty-two to thirty-nine. Uh, Mountain Crest went on the road to Cedar. You weren't able to do enough quite there, so Cedar ad- advances. Uh, and then Green Canyon taking care of uh, Bear River, 
in a, in a home Region 11 rematch for the Wolves. So on Thursday, the, the, the boys' games are more in the morning and then about 12.30, early afternoon-ish. And then the girls are in the late afternoon and evening for their games on Thursday. So on Thursday, it's going to be Green Canyon versus Juan Diego. That's a 4-5 matchup. Uh, that's at 4-10. Uh, Logan taking on number one Cedar. That's at 550. And Ridgeline taking on Pineview. That's at 730. So um, got three boys teams from Region 11 playing in the morning, and you got three teams from Region 11 for the girls playing later in the day. Hmm. Busy day for Region 11 down at the D Event Center on Thursday. Fun day. Absolutely fun day. Of course, Cash Valley Daily will have all the scores, all the recaps, photo galleries, and we'll, of course, have the full court press 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. On uh, Thursday night to recap all the first, uh, or I guess the, uh, what, is it quarterfinal action? Is that what we call this now? Yep, quarterfinals. We're into the quarterfinals. Okay. So for the boys, the games that we'll be paying attention to and, and, and interested in, all of those games will be done. The girls' games will just be starting when we're on the air. So we'll try to do our best to keep an eye on on those games as they play out Absolutely. while we're on the air. Yep. So best of luck to them. Um, good seasons. Uh, some of them now come to an end for some of the teams in Region 11 for boys and girls, but uh, three from uh, still three in action for both the boys and the girls. That's good representation. Always is. Yep. Great stuff. So uh, so on Thursday, as we said, for the boys, we're going to be carrying the, the Skyview Bobcats game, and uh, that will be at – see, helps if I'm on the right one. 12.50, right? Uh, no, yes, they're in a morning they're, game. No, they'll be at 11.10. Yeah, they're a morning game. So they're an earlier morning game. So at 11.10 – and uh, the Skyview versus Hurricane, and so we'll have that. Hurricane John Newbold's going to be making the trip down there. We'll have it here on the fan, full play-by-play, full coverage, and uh, then later on we'll be able to recap the other games that are going on that will be on our other radio stations as well. So stay tuned for that. Go team. <laughs> hey, coming up next hour, uh, pick six. How did we do in our pick six this past week? How did we do, Eric? We'll look at the Utah Jazz and the no, it's not. NBA weekend that was. Uh, yeah. Let's not. I don't know what's going on there. I do. You, yeah, no. It's frustrating. <laughs> so anyway, that's coming up next hour. Stick around. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Billion. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Regardless of whether or not you got the result you wanted, you can't argue that the Fury Wilder bout didn't deliver. This was one of the bigger fights in recent memory. Maybe the biggest heavyweight fight we've had in a couple of decades. The fight had that unique atmosphere that you only get from a super fight, a true event, filled with A-list celebrities and other athletes. And in the ring, the fight delivered plenty of violence and drama. Fury knocked down Wilder twice, and then Wilder's corner threw in the towel in the seventh. Wilder was bleeding from his ear, and at one point, Fury appeared to lick blood off Wilder's body. The fighter known as the Gypsy King cemented his status as one of the more interesting athletes in the world, and who knows how long this run will last? Boxing's funny like that. Champs come and go, sometimes in a hurry. It would be great for the sport if Tyson Fury's success reinvigorates the heavyweight division and adds a much-needed hype to the boxing world. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.